Hey, hey, Prime members, talking to you. You can listen to CBS Mornings on the go ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Making sure a business thrives is challenging, but sometimes the solution can lie right in the numbers. Uh, specifically, 37,000, 25, and 1. Now, these aren't just figures. They're a gateway to more visibility and decisive control in your business. Let's start with 37,000. That's the amount of businesses who've embraced NetSuite by Oracle, the ultimate cloud financial system revolutionizing accounting, financial management, HR, and beyond. And 25? That's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do everything from accelerating financial closures to slashing operational costs. And every business is unique, making yours the one that matters. NetSuite offers tailored solutions to amplify your key performance indicators, all consolidated within one streamlined platform. Ready to optimize? Download NetSuite's coveted KPI checklist, engineered to elevate your performance consistently, absolutely free. Visit netsuite.com slash cbs now. That's netsuite.com slash cbs. Welcome to the CBS This Morning podcast. I'm Jerika Duncan, CBS This Morning national correspondent. During quarantine, TikTok users joined together to create a fictitious Broadway staging of the Disney Pixar movie Ratatouille the Musical. Now, big dreams have turned to reality for Remy the Rat and his friends as the musical receives the Broadway treatment virtually. With Broadway closed since March 12th of 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic, some of the biggest names in theater joined forces to perform the virtual musical. The legendary Tony Award winner Andre DeShields was cast as the disdainful food critic Anton Ego. He joined me recently to discuss how the virtual musical is benefiting a community hit hard by the pandemic and how the production's mission serves a larger purpose. Since we spoke via Zoom, the musical has raised over $1 million for the Actors Fund, an organization that supports members of the entertainment community who are in need. So first and foremost, how are you? I'm very well, very well. I'm out here making it happen, you know. March 12th, everything shut down, but it didn't stop the Capricorn. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, you have a birthday coming up. January 12th, and we're all about structure and discipline and purpose and making it happen. I love that. I've been on that journey. Understood, understood. Obviously, you know, we're talking about uh, Ratatouille and how this came to be, but I want to hear in your words, How did you become involved in this project and this virtual musical? I'm a child of the universe, right? And I respect the universe because it is so dynamic. No permanence, change all the time. But all the change is beautiful, even when it's explosive. So I made a covenant with the powers that be that I want to be used. I want to be a tool of my own destiny. So I look for signs and omens every day. And on December 16th, Taylor Williams, who is the casting director for New York Theater Workshop, sends me an email. Mr. DeShields, I remember you doing this and that and so forth. Would you consider playing Anton Ego in Ratatouille, the musical. I said, thank you, gods. You know, it's like 
it's a role made for Andre this year. <laughs> yes, because this is the food critic. Uh, you, right. you, are you familiar with the? You've seen the movie? No, I have not. This is what I'm saying. Oh, this is wow. what I'm saying. The gods are looking out for me. My, I live an anointed life. <laughs> so they tap me on the shoulder. Yo, Mr. Man, I got something for you to do. I'm ready. How important is that at this time, especially as you look to your left, you look to your right, and you see your friends and, and coworkers that are not necessarily getting opportunities and are wondering where their next project is coming from, their next paycheck is, is coming from, rather. Um, what is it like being in that position where you are still able to work, but in a different way right now? It's all about faith in one's self and in your relationship to the powers that be. Now that might sound a little bit esoteric, but you have to look at what we're dealing with right now. One of which is the collapse of mother nature. Now, if this were a Shakespeare play, we would all understand what that is indicative of. Because when nature is out of sorts, it is a reflection of the human psyche. So instead of reacting in panic and acting in fear, we have to understand that we just have to adjust ourselves to deal with what's go to deal with the change in the paradigm. Mm. An old world is trying to die. A new world is trying to be born. Mm. And it cannot happen if we don't cooperate with it, the energies, if we don't collaborate with it, if we don't coexist with it and make the right choice. Now, the right choice is not die with the old world. The right choice is reborn with the new world. Right. Help that out, check that out. So that was my decision. I mean, I'm respecting the, the protocols of the COVID. You have to shelter uh, in place, right? I have an assortment of masks that I wear and I practice physical distancing. But at the same time, I know from experience, you know, from 9-11, we learned to say, if you see something, say something. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe that if you know something, share something, which I think you know is what I did when I accepted my Tony Award last year. I would like to share with you just three cardinal rules of my sustainability and longevity. One, surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when they see you coming. Two, slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. And three, the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next, so keep climbing. Instead of using my 90 seconds trying to thank 100 people and have the music play me off, I figure, let me drop this wisdom bomb on the people and let them know what I, the wisdom I picked up from 51 years of doing my art. Now I'm applying that same discipline to the pandemic, the lockdown. How many times have you said or thought everything would be better if the 
playing field were level. Well, that's exactly what the pandemic has done, leveled the playing field. And what do I mean? Well, the play, playing field is level because nobody knows anything and everybody knows nothing. So instead of running away from the terra incognita, go out as an explorer, go and search that new horizon, go and demystify that miracle, go and discover that X that marks the treasure. Go deep and understand that every difficulty, every complication, every problem is disguising a blessing. You know, we say, uh, what do we say? We say, um, uh, carpe diem, seize the day. Seize the day. Mm -hmm. Well, I, ch I changed it up a little bit. And I say, carpe donum, which is seize the gift. The gift that the virus is disguising. Which is? Which is an opportunity to look forward, to not be nostalgic for the old norm. The old norm has kicked us aside. It's gone its way. There is no old norm any longer. So don't be looking over your shoulder at this intersection between history and evolution. And we don't get many opportunities like that. More often than not, history is ahead of evolution or evolution is ahead of history. But here they are looking each other in the eye right now. It's like the clash of the titans. Mm -hmm. So what do, we, what do we make of that? Well, we have to look at this intersection and understand that evolution always goes forward. So if you wanna be nostalgic for something, and this is gonna sound a little oxymoronic, be nostalgic for the future. Mm. Repeat that. In terms of you know, looking forward, evolving, adapting, right. um, when you look at this work that you all are gonna be putting on January 1st, it allows others who are adapting to this change and this sort of new way of, of living that we're in to continue to stay in New York for many people, to survive, if you will, because uh, the money is going toward the Actors Fund, uh, which has been very important for a lot of actors, not just you know the people that we see like yourself on Broadway, but the people behind the scenes. Can you talk to us about the importance of being able to know that you're giving back in that way or just the importance of other people being able to uh, contribute and not forget about the, the hundreds of thousands of people who were relying on Broadway to be open and we know that it's not likely to come back next week. You know, it could be a few more months. In the process of fundraising for the Actors Fund, which is a very democratic process because we're going to do the greatest good for the greatest number of people. Mm -hmm. That's the core of being a performing activist. It's, it's democracy in action. So we have an intergenerational group of people working together. January 12th, I'm gonna be three quarters of a century young. And the young lady who directed this piece could be my granddaughter. That's what has been missing up to this point. When we talk about what's systemically wrong with this country, it's how we are divided. It's how we are polarized. It's how everything 
is intended to be binary. Well, that's not progressive. We are not an homogenous culture. We are everything. And we are experiential. And we should understand that if there are 30 days in a month, then at the very least, there are 30 miracles in a month, a miracle mm. a day. That should be our way of life mm. and coexist. Everybody knows who's read um, Garcia Lorca's The House of Bernada Alba, a divided mm. house cannot stand. And that is what's happening right now in our culture. The house that has been divided for hundreds of years is finally crumbling. And as it crumbles, those of us whose purpose it is, those of us whose destiny it is to be actor activists understand that we own the power to transform individual lives. We own the power to alter governments. We own the power to be the change in the world that we want to see because we are not afraid of who we are. We know we are complicated. We know we are made of many contradictions. We know that if we are radiant with light, then at some part of our destiny, we're going to be encumbered with darkness. Mm. And that's what we're dealing with right now. Everyone, every one of us has a shadow. And we're dealing with our shadow right now. But that's just like saying, I can't see the stars during the day. Of course not, it's too much light. If you want to see the stars, it has to go dark. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I do. All I right. feel like we're getting, we're getting a master class uh, beyond Ratatouille. This is Ratatouille. My character, Anton Ego, who is the haughty critic, right? Mm -hmm. The whole push and pull with him is that he goes into Gusto's up uh, high-end restaurant. Mm-hmm and challenges the waiter to bring him a remarkable example of cuisine. And the waiter serves him ratatouille, which is something that you give to peasants. Okay. But in the unfolding of the story, you find that that's what Anton grew up on, his mother's ratatouille. And when he finally deigns to taste the ratatouille, it takes him back to his childhood and the joy that he, in his need to be superior to everyone else, has been lost. But mm. that taste of ratatouille baptizes him. And his final monologue is to say, the chef who cooked this ratatouille, who took me on a journey back to my beautiful youth, is the finest chef in France. That's the lesson that we learn from, from at least that one character. There are other lessons 
there are other lessons that we learn from, from different characters. What do you hope people take away from this musical? I hope people take away the ability to laugh in the face of adversity. Another mantra of mine I borrowed from Elie Wiesel, who was a great humanitarian, a great thinker, and a survivor of the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. He's no longer with us. But Elie Wiesel says, when you die and go to heaven, your creator is going to ask you only one question. And the question is this, why didn't you become you? Mm. Our purpose is to become the most authentic Jerica, the most authentic Andre that we can. There is no one like you. There has never been anyone like you. There will never be anyone like you. Therefore, know yourself, be yourself. Authenticity is everything. Thanks for listening to the CBS This Morning podcast. If you want to catch the day's top stories in under 20 minutes, be sure to subscribe to CBS This Morning News on the Go on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to CBS Mornings on the go ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Do you ever feel like there's nothing new in the news? You know there are urgent things happening in the world around you, but all you hear is noise. That's why we made What Next? Our goal is to tell you the stories you haven't heard before, or maybe a different side to the story you thought you already knew all about. I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next? And I love my job because it helps me cut through the noise of the news. And then I get to bring it to you. Together, we can figure out what next. I'm Mo Rocca, and I'm excited to announce season four of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.